0: Get ready to ride along for another exciting episode of No Driving Gloves, where Derek, John, and Will will use over 75 years' combined industry knowledge to bring you a bare knuckled view on the collector car hobby. So let's get rolling. Thank you for joining us this evening for No Driving Gloves. We're going to do a quick little recap. We've never really revisited anything. We've talked in a couple episodes about revisiting, but this is our 20th episode. I don't think any of us really thought 20 weeks in advance when we started this. What were your thinking, guys, 20 weeks ago, or actually 30 weeks ago, when we uh, originally came up with this harebrained idea?
1: I thought we'd be making like millions of dollars by now, to be honest.
0: Yeah, you promised us fame and fortune, John. I promised me fame and fortune. Oh, man. Oh, I quit. I'm out. Will didn't notice what car I drove up the other day when I came up to his shop.
1: <laughs> no, I did What did you drive?
0: Uh, the red Ferrari. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, d- I drove my Velocitor. I had to park way out <laughs> at the street.
1: Why didn't you pull up here and park with everybody else?
0: Because I'm not special.
2: Oh, trust me, you're special. You're a special kind of special. Yeah, wait, so we're. this yes. is our 20th, so our next episode uh, will be number 21. Do we all get to have a glass of scotch or something with us that night?
0: We're a family-friendly podcast. I don't believe we should. Sparkling okay. cider.
1: You can just as long as they don't see you and we're not a video podcast, so what's it matter?
0: Well that was a special surprise announcement at the end of this episode.
1: We ain't gonna be famous now, for sure. <laughs> when they look at us three, they're gonna be like, Uh, go back to
2: non video. <laughs> we look better in everyone's we, we minds. have face
0: we what's the old saying? We have faces for podcasting.
1: That's right. We got the radio face. We
0: probably have voices for sign language.
1: (laughs) I agree with that.
0: So. Oh. So, what was it? 20, 25 weeks ago. So, that six months ago, we sat down, or I sat down with this harebrained idea, contacted you guys. Well, you guys actually contacted me in a roundabout way, and we decided to throw this together, and. I kind of knew both of you, I, mean, I knew Will pretty good, I knew Derek in Passing, you two never met before, we would had a one hour kind of chat, and then we started recording, and now we're, uh, seem to have built up a little bit of rhythm and chatted for 50 minutes before this about a whole bunch of stuff that we really can't record. Yeah, so we're
2: actually burnt out, and uh, you know, all our good stuff's gone, <clears throat>
0: Well, Derek wouldn't let us talk about what we wanted to talk about tonight. He said something about maintaining employment, so we'll respect that tonight. So much for that no driving gloves uh, attitude.
2: We can we can talk about it all
1: you, you get want. us making millions, and it don't matter. <laughs> oh,
0: what was that? After twenty episodes, we should know not to talk over each other. Okay, on three. Will you ready?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go. One. Two. If we were making that million that you promised, then we wouldn't be worried about it. We could talk about whatever we wanted
0: to talk about. Talk to my ex-wife about me keeping promises. Yeah, and plus we're twenty episodes in,
2: John. We shouldn't matter if we talk talk over each other. I mean, we've got that great editing
0: guy. So I hear it. He's going to start charging us more.
1: He's fired. So are are are, are we going to sign up for a season two and keep rolling, or are we gonna this going to be it?
0: I just kind of have this in perpetual podcast mode. I don't like seasons. We'll just keep going and going. Take a Christmas break maybe, but you know, I'm 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 a workaholic.
1: Daggum gum slave driver over here.
0: But I think kind of amazing over the 20 episodes we have run, we you know, we started the launch edition and kind of chatted about what the podcast purpose was and a few things. And, we, you know, we waited a few weeks to introduce ourselves because I, I like to be different. But our first episode was discussing electric cars. And it's kind of odd as I watch the social medias and the automotive news. And back on, uh, I think, June 22nd, we released the Electrifying Car Talk episode discussing how car uh, electric cars and how we felt the industry would go and Sure enough, I guess the industry looked at, it, looked and listened, didn't they?
2: I think so. I think it's all us. That's right.
0: General Motors made their announcement last week about working on an electrified car system or electric cars. Volvo and most of the European companies have come out and said they all will be hybrid drivetrains by 2020. A British government came out, or the French government came out, or maybe it was the EU that said. By 2025 or 2030, everything had to be some sort of hybrid electric, so we were the first ones talking about it there, and we I think we kind of foreshadowed it with that episode. We'll have to do some research and go back and talk about some electric cars and the happenings and what people are introducing. I mean, Tesla, since then, we we either talked about an electrifying car talk or, in the next episode, pick them up trucks, we touched on the electric trucks and would they be viable for freight across country. And Tesla now has introduced a concept of an electric semi long range, 300 miles, that's long range. And Cummins actually even beat them to the punch with an electric semi. That's kind of a concept I've had forever. And I go, why don't we have this in RVs where you have an electric motors and a onboard generator, which is a Cummins diesel in their case, to recharge a la trains. So I think we've had some you know, we started off right talking talking the right direction and I think proving we might know what we are we're doing here. We just don't sit and smoke cigars and click in the background. Well
2: we do, but we also talk about things. But I think it's interesting because it also shows us Or it shows us and our listeners that things can move quickly in the auto industry, but also slowly in some ways, because although everybody's talking about it, of course, we're seeing that it's going to be five years down the road. So it takes time to engineer it, to design it. But, you know, me being the historian, the the early car guy, well, it's taken 125 years to get back to it. So, you know, sorry, but we've done all this before. It just wasn't as perfect as they're going to try to make it now.
0: I've always said, and I've mentioned in many episodes, that nothing new is new. It's just old has become new again. And like you just said, the technology has caught up caught up with the early thinking and made these old old world ideas viable. Yeah. We talked about it, what you just mentioned with the
2: onboard generator essentially. I I think we talked about it in the uh, electric vehicle episode, one of them. The Owens Magnetic, built up in Cleveland and a few other places over time, was essentially that design. It was a a gas engine that was simply a generator to power the electric and electric motors. What Cummings is proposing really isn't anything new again. You know, you're going to something old, bringing it to life in a modern way.
0: Then we kind of just drifted into the pick up episode where we touched on square-body Chevys heavily, and the market on those is continuing to explode. Will's got a couple of trucks up there that I visited his shop. He was having an open house, and about two weeks prior to this recording, I went up and visited, and what really caught me off guard is we knew there's square-body Chevys, and we talked about those and the stuff from the 60s and that, but he had, what year is that Ford that you have in your shop, Will? Is that like a 78 or a 79? Somebody's obviously customizing, or?
1: Yeah, it's it's a 75 Ford the owner's grandfather bought it new and it's been in his family you know since it was new and he wanted to get it where he could drive it daily and it comes in for uh, a coyote and new suspension and good brakes and air conditioning. so I mean we're already it's kind of funny a couple of weeks ago we talked about where the collector cars are, are going in the later model ones. And I mean, I've already got one in the shop building it. So, I mean, that's, it, it's coming And the Fords and the Chevys. Uh, it, that's not the first later model vehicle that I thought would be in, uh, in the shop. I figured it would be a square body Chevy or, a you know an IROC Z Camaro or something like that but I'm very happy to have have it in the shop and to be building it Uh, it's going to be a a factory paint truck we're not painting anything on it so it'll be patinaed uh, setting low on the ground with good bare brakes and not real crazy elaborate wheels something to kind of resemble a a factory wheel just larger in diameter so it's going to be a pretty neat little truck
0: I kind of thought it was cool, and like you said, it's different, and it's not something that everybody's doing. So it must kind of, it's, I want to say, typical big oak garage, a little bit different, a little bit out of the norm, but should make a heck of an impact when it's done.
1: You're right, and that's what I love. I love taking something that other people uh, say forgotten about or, uh, just hadn't thought about in a while and, and, and bringing it back to their attention. And, you know, I, I say that and we've got a 56 Chevy and a 61 Impala in the shop as well, too. Two of the most popular Chevrolets of all time. Body styles anyway, maybe not specific years. When we have a 42 Chevrolet truck in the shop as well, which is not the prettiest Chevrolet truck ever
2: built. Whoa! 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 But whoa! Whoa! The waterfall grill Chevy trucks are one of my favorite trucks of all time, there, buddy. I love that styling. Uh, well, I'm glad
1: that's that's awesome. I'm I'm glad that there's a following for them. To me, they've never been uh, one of my favorite Chevrolet trucks. Oh, they're trucks. fantastic. Just to me, I mean, we've changed a lot of little subtle things on it. I guess the biggest thing that Grips my tail about those, or the rear fenders just look like they designed them after a Dodge or something. I don't know. They just did not fit that truck. So that's one of the biggest things that we did to that truck was we made new fenders, new rear fenders, basically kind of match the front fenders like the factory should have done, in my opinion.
0: And then tuck the entire tire up inside of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know when you get them sitting right that's what they that's what they're supposed to be you, you got to at least be get the wheel well you know down over the wheel some you know some <laughs> okay, maybe four inches
0: See, it's like <laughs> the fenders are like fender skirts. you'll have to take the fender off to change the tire on the side of the road get the lugs i,
2: I grew up in I grew up in <laughs> michigan we we actually uh put make the trucks so the wheels aren't even close to the body they're you know the there's a whole bunch of air gap between the the bed of the truck and the tires in michigan we We lift those bad boys
0: as I said I'm in a, as I said in an article today, If frame ain't scraping, you've been taken so <laughs> i'm I'm totally all, totally for the tuck look, but that's that's part of the truck's thing. I was looking and I was close yesterday uh, somewhere in Kentucky on one of my Facebook for sale groups on mini trucks. Will and I have talked recently about reliving my mini truck days. And while I've never had it, I've always liked the old Rangers. And there's a 91 Ranger with the still and arrow kit and period 16 inch wheels. I wish they were 15s and the 19550 tires, convertible. It needs some work. Dash needs put back together and things like that. But the price was right. And I go, you know, that's that's tempting. Kentucky isn't that far away, no matter where in Kentucky it is. But it's just one of those things. Tru- trucks just seem to anymore be, be the thing to have. I mean, anything from Will building you a $15,000 hot rod truck. Joke, joke.
1: Yeah, that'll <laughs> buy the paint.
0: The paint that won't invite the uh, labor to apply the paint.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> to, they're just extremely, you know, diverse vehicles up to... Somebody was sending me a picture tonight of their brand new F-150, four-wheel drive for Derek, five-liter V8, going to be a, a work truck for them, so...
2: Get a leveling kit in that thing get it up off the ground a little bit, look nice, look nice.
0: Tuck a Rouse supercharger under it, and we'd be ready.
1: I think four-wheel drive trucks are okay lifted, but you don't lift two-wheel drive trucks oh, no, unless you're— no, no,
0: anybody ugh.
1: unless well, well, wait, there's one exception. There's one exception to a lifted two-wheel drive truck, and that is if you're trophy truck style. So if you're in California and you like racing in the desert and the dunes and stuff like that, I I understand that. So you have a long arm front suspension and blah 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 blah. To me, that's the only exception to the rule of lifting a two wheel drive truck. Agree. And you shouldn't you shouldn't lower four wheel drive trucks.
2: No, nor nor so dualies. There,
1: Well, see a two wheel drive dually to me looks killer. No. I, slammed on the ground. No. No. I love it. I, mean, I think they look awesome.
0: They look so killer, but they're I saw one this weekend. 22 inch wheels on the thing and super low profile tires. Are you really towing? And yeah, the guy had a 48 foot fifth wheel on it. Why? <laughs> I mean,
1: just why not?
0: <laughs> true. Can't give you an answer to either question. <laughs>
1: Anyway, sorry to butt in. Go ahead, John.
0: Then yeah, say then we went on to the uh, episode where we kind of gave a little bio on each of us, and you can go back and listen to that one. Who 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 we are, why we're here, and when the podcast is going to come out. You know, we we, we release on uh, Monday mornings, and hopefully your podcast catcher grabs it, and you you have us for your commuting to work on Mondays. Everybody likes to release it seems on Thursday and Friday, and I'll be honest, I've analyzed the stats and listened to all the recommendations and all the experts say it doesn't matter what day you come out. But I like that one. It gives me a little bit of time to edit and enjoy. And my editing skills have slowly gotten better through this. But of course, we released that episode and we told you when everything is going to come out. And then I went and edited it, posted it, and it came out three days early or something. And that's why the Pebcac episode exists, with just Derek and I, because we came out with an episode to tell you everything comes out on Monday, and then I released it on Thursday. And I felt, eh, we probably should have a, an episode. So, for those of you that are not computer geeks and such, Pebcac is problem exists between keyboard and chair. And that's exactly what happened. I pushed the wrong button, and you got a bonus episode with Derek and I talking just kind of filling some dead air and chatting about some collector cars in that episode. And it was jumping into a hectic week for me. We did a recording and we came out with an episode that was supposed to be about T's and A's. We chatted a lot about the Model T in that episode and touched on the Model A's and had our first major recording failure. And five, six episodes into the podcast and a new editor who was traveling, and that's the week that I went to Good Guys and Mid-Ohio and the Corvette Museum and just a lot of traveling for me that week. Put together the best episode we could for you, and I'm sorry if the the audio lacked, but it is actually our most popular episode and just continually keeps getting downloads. It's got a bunch of downloads this week. That's because
2: they can't actually hear us and understand us, so it's easier to listen to.
0: Yeah, it's one of those that you enjoy on YouTube with the subtitles, which all our episodes are released on YouTube with subtitles. So you can kind of watch them at work if you want to and read them so the boss doesn't know. We might revisit some Model T, Model A conversation in the future. And we we keep promise you in a second episode of the pickup truck episode. And we have to talk about the electric cars again because of all the changes. Then we jumped into talking about values in dollars and cents.
2: Which is ever-changing as well. Every time there's an auction, things change.
0: We came out with that episode July 15th. And then, of course, a month later, you have Monterey and everything. I want to say those auction results, the buyers listened to us because if it was a race car, it was crazy value you know crazy prices if it was a blue chip collectible they were level if it was a muscle car everyday as i call them uh, home equity cars home equity loan cars they were down a little bit or stable so again there we are foreshadowing the future just three crazy guys get a couple hundred downloads a week and tell your friends we seem to get this stuff right then we touched on love and hate that was a long episode i had to break it into two sections for everyone it Was the one hour's a sweet spot let us know if you like the one hour time frame that's what we try to stick to and we discussed what we love and hate about shows and traveling and a little bit of our jobs and we'll we'll went off on a few uh shows
1: <laughs> uh, yeah i kind of i kind of uh went off on uh Went off on a couple of things but then again you know I I talked good about a lot of things as well you know I think there was more love in there than hate I don't know I, I hate I'm not a big fan of uh controversy uh, I like uh keeping things simple and and talking about the good things I, I guess I'm a, a glass half half full kind of guy so but I did touch on a few things that uh I didn't really like I could I could have got a lot deeper, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe later on down the road I'll uh, I'll touch on that.
0: Well, we went back and we went back and touched on some things and made it worse or made it yeah. Better. And I
2: think I think everybody's got their gripes about shows and the gripes that we each have are probably slightly different from each other and the other people going to the shows have gripes that are dissimilar from our gripes so yeah we tried to hold back and refrain ourselves from some things but you know it is it is the nature of of the car show world
1: yeah you know i had to be a little cautious on some of that because i still attend some of those shows and i'm not a trophy hunter It, it is good for business and it makes the customer feel good when they spent you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars on, on having a vehicle built and they, they win awards, you know, it's, it's, it's not for me, uh, granted it looks good sitting on my trophy case here at the shop and it's impressive when people walk in and, but I, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't go to shows hunting trophies. I go to, I go to shows to try to win customers, not trophies.
0: Well, we all have, and I mean, it even went into the next episode, Three Showy Guys, where we really discussed car shows and the events. All three of us have day jobs and are, you know, we're not independently wealthy and we can't, we can't bad mouth things that put food on our table. You know, I, I respect my employer and mention them every now and then, but don't dwell on it. Same thing with Derek's, you know, and same thing with Will, you know, we mentioned Big Oak more often than we do Barber Museum and the National Corvette Museum. You know, as much
2: as we uh, drop that Big Oak name, shouldn't they be sponsoring us? I mean, we're probably getting them some business.
1: That's a good idea. I need to sponsor, don't I?
0: They have a big social media following, but they're social media expert. um, I I hear they might actually be hiring in that position, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) ha. If if you know how to if, if you know how to order parts and run QuickBooks Pro holler at me. <laughs> I'm tired of working in the office. <laughs> oh, you brought it up, John? I just make- remember you can reach out to us
2: through our Facebook page.
1: <laughs> but I'm serious.
0: And and Will's a much nicer guy, actually, in person than he is on the podcast.
2: Yeah, don't let his charm here fool you.
0: Yeah, we just we just mentioned the 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 Big O more often than the other two places because I think Will's boss is a little bit more understanding than our bosses might be on some topics. Bosses, I,
2: I hear his boss is a fantastic lady. She puts up with him.
0: She is very nice, and you know, during Will's big uh, Cruising of the Coast, coast launch for Scotty D, and we mentioned him quite often, and we, both Will and I hit him up, and we'll have him on the show here within the next couple of weeks. He had our banner pro- prominently displayed right next to Scotty D's, so I didn't see that in a picture on social media other than mine, but
1: you know what? I didn't even put a picture of the open house on social media. I don't know. It it gets so hectic, you know, when you have, I don't know, what, three, 400 people at your, at your place, and uh, everybody's wanting to talk to you and meet you and talk to you about this project and that project, and uh, I meant to get up on top of the trailer and take some nice pictures, and I even had a drone there to fly over and take some cool shots and i just uh i failed at that miserably uh,
0: well we'll coordinate better because i if you go to the no driving gloves facebook page more than our instagram and that we did a facebook li- or i did a facebook live from there you can see a lot of the cars that were at will's place you can see a little bit into his shop you can see some of the stuff he's building the the uh, 40, 42 Chevy, forty three Chevy, we just talked. The Impala, the Ford truck, uh, his new Power Hammer that we touched on a couple episodes ago. So we got some of the stuff up. We take I take Big Oak in it, and a lot of it. We'll just remember or not. Maybe I'll do some of that social media for Will next time. Gadsden's not a bad drive, or Hoax Bluff isn't a bad drive from from my house. But then we were nice with the three showy guys episode after 10 episodes of being steadfast, hard headed. I began to number our episodes
2: for everybody.
0: So the first 10 really aren't numbered or in an order. And in addition to those first 10, we each had a little snippet that we told one minute about ourselves. So those are the little Will and Derek and John's love of cars episodes, but I started numbering and then we did a role reversal episode and, number 11, where we discuss that that fantasy, pick different values and pick different cars. And as much as Derek is our brass era guy and Will is our diehard American car guy and me, I'm our foreign sports car guy, I thought the way that episode ended with our ultimate cannonball cars, really there was a role reversal. And I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I think both both of you guys will agree that I don't think we would have put money that each of us would have picked the cars we picked.
2: (laughs) No, 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 not at all.
0: And I will go back and apologize. I've been watching, uh, fifties era Chevy trucks. And while hard to find will was a little bit, right. You can pick them up for that $5,000 price range. If you're paying attention and quick.
1: Oh yeah. You gotta, you gotta be quick on the draw. I mean, The one I picked up was not that much. And I mean, I could get it. I could probably spend a couple of grand on it and have it going pretty good. So, really, less than five grand, I could have me a pretty good running, driving old truck. Kind of a right place, right time type of thing.
0: Just out of curiosity, that one wasn't the one off to the side in the trees, was it?
1: Yep, that's it.
0: Okay. I might still go back and stand by my my statement then. I didn't walk Did up and go, look at it. But okay. There you I, go. You, I I you... saw it and I go, "Ooh, that's cool. I wonder if that's something that he'd sell for a couple hundred bucks."
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't really go look at that truck. If you'd have went and really looked at that truck, you'd have been like, "Dang, that's a nice truck." Cuz it really is. I mean, it's a little rough around the edges from 15, 20 feet away, but when you really get up and start really looking at the truck, um, it's it's a really, really, really good truck. I guarantee you there's some out there running and driving in worse shape than that one right there.
2: Yeah, see, this is that this is, is that whole roll reversal thing. You know, you got the 15, 20 footers out there that look really good from 20 feet, but you get up to them and you're like, oh my God, this, this truck... <laughs> from 20 feet is, oh, dear Lord. But when you get up to it, you're like, ho, ho, hello,
0: little truck.
1: Uh, that's that, right. That's exactly
0: little... what I was going to say. Is I've never heard of the reverse 20-footer <laughs> rule.
1: It, it, the, the, this one this one falls into that category, I promise. It, it still has the factory riding on the heater box on the inside of the cab. I mean, it, it is that good of a truck. There's not a spot of rust on that truck you could stick a lead pencil through anywhere.
0: Which, speaking of, I have your Metal Rescue gel for each of you that I need to ship out to you. I was talking to Metal Rescue this weekend, and they dropped off some of their gel product. So consider this an, endor- yeah. <laughs> in an endorsement where you can use it on a vertical surface.
1: Thank you, Metal Rescue.
0: And I'm not sure how you're going to apply it to a Corvette, but.
2: I don't work on Corvettes at home.
1: We can sneak in the museum and put some on them when nobody's looking. See what happens.
2: So there's
0: some there's, there's, there's
1: metal th- under the hood.
2: Come on. There's an engine. There's things.
0: Not many metal <laughs> things, though.
2: Well, it doesn't matter because there's no not be- a Corvette in my garage here at the house. So I've got a Peerless. I've got an Overland. I have metal cars here.
0: Yes, and this is for you to use as aI lost our place where we're actually at, and I think then we talked about the internets and how the internet has impacted the collector car hobby, good maybe or bad ruined it. <clears throat> Sorry, sure, made my job easy, which is funny because half my job, I guess, is managing swap meets, so <laughs> maybe I do need it to go away <laughs> i think I think the car hobbies enjoyed the internet made it less of an adult world and
2: well I think we all agreed on that episode that it's although it's hurt the car hobby in some ways with inflated pricing and some of the things that we touched on it's opened up a lot of the car hobby because it's put the entire world of the car hobby together you can now purchase cars over the internet that have been sitting in Australia or New Zealand for 50, 60 years and have them shipped to the U.S., which you would have never had the opportunity probably to find out about those cars if it wasn't for the internet. So, it, like anything, good and bad.
0: Well, it allows three three qualified people to sit here and tell you about the car hobby it allows three other unqualified people to sit in California and tell you about the car hobby over the internet, and it really, I think, has helped made it made the the hobby much more accessible and has opened it up even to the youth. Even though the teenagers and twenty somethings, Generation Xers or Wires or whatever they are, uh, to experience the car hobby where they might not have if it wasn't for the internet. But then again, I don't know what they would do without the internet, but it, it has been a big impact and I still will take the stance I did in the episode that it has been good for us.
1: Yeah, I agree. I still agree with that too. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's good all the way across the board for, for our business, whether it's finding employees, finding parts, finding a vehicle, you know, it, it, it's, you know, as we're sitting here, um, talking, I'm, I'm, I'm actually texting on my phone with a, with a guy that, uh, I'm thinking about trying to hire. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's working right now. So, uh, through Facebook, we're talking. So.
2: See, look at that. Faith, the, the world of the podcast and Facebook, we haven't even released this episode and he's already got somebody interested in the job.
1: (laughs) There
0: you go. Just think what would happen if we'd live stream, Will would be completely distracted from the episode, not just the (laughs) partial (laughs) distraction he's showing through this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why we had episode 13, safety with or without the wheel, where Will didn't even join us that
1: Yeah, thanks, Will. (laughs) you know. (laughs)
0: That was one of our best episodes and probably our second most downloaded episode. We had a guest host, Sean Yoder, who's a racer and driving instructor. And um, there's your social media expert trying to talk Sean into actually creating his own business doing that now. That episode, I'll, I'll be honest, I still have the little high horse that I was on in it, and that the new driver age and the new driver technology is been detrimental to cars and driver awareness, even to the point I was listening to a podcast from Christy Lee. I can't remember what she calls it. She's the newscaster. If any of you ever listen to the Bob and Tom show, she does a podcast and interviews people on podcast one. And she was having one of her conversation t- talking with Brit and they w- were talking about the annoying tire inflation light and the little yellow light that comes on that tells you you have a flat tire, your tire pressure is low. And there were three women sitting around a table having beer and pizza. They were going, why do we have this light? It's so annoying. We can check our tire pressures. You know, these are 40, 50 year old women and they're willing to get out and check their tire pressures. But no, we have this that they figure, you know, I think I had the numbers $175 or $200 per car. This is added to the price of a car because people could not check their tire pressures. I had a high horse on it. Obviously, I still have the issue with it, but Sean was able to take it and make it a very constructive episode. And we really touched on driver education, teen driver training, teen driver safety, and I think that just speaks volumes. If you go through and th- that episode, I think, what is it? I'm looking at my numbers here. Give me a second. It had like 50 downloads last week itself. It was, it's still, even though that, that episode was released a month and a half ago, people are still going back and listening to it or finding it. I think we had some very valid points and very good points. What did you think of that episode, Derek?
2: Yeah, I think it was fantastic. It's always been one of my problems in the U.S., at least, is what we touched on with driver's training. Ever since I was in high school and took driver's training, I grew up in a car family like the three of us on this show have. You know, we have dads that have been in the car business and done that, and I learned more growing up from working on cars and driving them around the farm and all the places that I was able to drive them doing what I was doing than I ever learned a driver's education. I think it was a fantastic episode because, like you say, we were able to get that constructive conversation going on what is wrong with driver's training in America. Really kind of why some of these driving aids are coming out which is to try to help people not have to worry about driving. So I thought it was a fantastic episode. It also helped that Will wasn't there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that I would have added to it is uh, my mother is a breast cancer survivor and some of the medication they gave her made her have strokes in her eyes. So her peripheral vision is... Kind of blurry. She didn't drive for, uh, it was eight years, nine years, something like that. And so when all this driver age started coming out, she had, she wound up going in and having another eye surgery and her vision got drastically better. But her peripheral vision was still off a little bit. My dad went out and, and I, she she drove around on the farm like we did as kids. You know, I did the same thing, Derek. I Man, I learned how to drive on our farm, you know, back to trailer in the barn. I mean, that's just how I learned how to drive on a tractor. That's how I learned how to drive a straight shift. Anyway, going back to that, she would drive around on the farm a little bit. She's like, you know what? I think that I, I might be able to drive again. So she went to uh, to the Kirkland Clinic in, in Birmingham and they have a driving simulator for, for her situation. And if you pass the driving simulator, then you can get your driver's license back. Well, she passed. And so with my dad being so cautious with her, he went out and bought her a, a brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee with every freaking option known to mankind And it's got warning lights for everything. If somebody's in your blind spot, if somebody, if you turn your blinker on and somebody's over there, it gives you a little warning beep, you know? So in some situations like that, I think it's great. I'm not a big, I don't like all that crap when I'm driving, but for my mom's uh, safety and the people around her safety, it's kind of a good thing.
0: Yeah,
2: I I think that's great. and. It's too bad you weren't there to add that, because I think that is a fantastic reason why we should have them. And I'm betting that your mom is the type of person who doesn't just rely on that. She's still actively engaged in driving. Big time. And she's just using those to aid her and and help her with some of the issues she has due to what she went through. Whereas you, right. the conversation that we got into with Sean was more about the younger generation who just doesn't actively participate in driving and understanding what driving means. So it, it's kind of disappointing that that wasn't in the show because that's a really fantastic discussion that these aids, driving aids, actually do aid people who need them. Even though they're actively driving and doing what they're supposed to do.
0: Yep. Yeah. So we we left that whole disability thing out of that episode. You you made a incorrect statement earlier, Derek. I'm not from my my dad sold drugs. My dad's not a <clears throat> um, a, car, a car person. Or he, he's into cars, but we didn't really wrench and stuff in the garage. He he sold medical equipment and things like that, and the handicap aspect and. The fact you know Tesla will eventually have this thing that you can roll your wheelchair in and it'll drive and help get people on the road that is a just- justified to me you know I guess my my problem is is like you recapped is I get into the car and all these driver aids just help me text so
1: yeah yeah, yeah, that's all the new kids are worried about doing is texting and driving you know and.
0: Well as we touched in a episode a little bit later we're we're going to have these cars that do dr- drive themselves it might have been that episode where Mario Andretti said you know the autonomous car well the autonomous car is the autonomous car and it'll allow you to text and that's what's what's important i heard I think i was listening to the shift and steer podcast maybe that was the where they were discussing it no it was um Uh, I listened to a lot of car podcasts. It was Spike's Car Radio, and he was interviewing Leno, and they both came to a conclusion that I kind of feel, and that's very true, that the autonomous car will exist, and that will be our Monday through Friday car, and the cars that we have that we actually participate in driving will be our weekend cars and our fun cars, and it'll be like Getting out your ATV or your four-wheel drive Jeep and going and hitting the off-road trails or, or getting out the boat and going boating, it'll be your weekend car to have fun with. And Monday through Friday, we'll just have autonomy and so much for manual transmissions.
2: I will not own an autonomous car until it will also text for me. I want full autonomy. None of this just drive itself. I mean, I don't want to use my thumbs, okay? Or talk to text. I just just have the car do it for me if it's gonna drive for me too.
0: You gotta to worry about saving those thumbs for twiddling. Exactly.
2: What's that gonna to do
1: to the trucking industry?
0: Well that exists. Trucks already drive themselves. I saw that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> You remember um, when, when Homer was a truck driver and they told him it had the secret driving box and he wasn't supposed to let anybody know and then he would sunbathe on the hood of the truck as it was driving itself. It was after he sold off Mr. Plow.
1: Un, un Unfortunately, I do not uh, remember that episode.
0: Amazingly, I do. And I was just talking to my dad on Sunday night that could not remember the last time i actually watched the simpsons because it was on in the the burger joint we were at long story kind of takes us away but jumps us right into episode 14 reality tv justified i think we concluded that episode amazingly that reality tv serves a purpose <laughs> we wanted to trash it but kind of serves a pur- you know it serves a purpose it gets the message out and it's just the TV culture in Hollywood that ends up destroying the actors and stuff. And I don't know if you saw the news this that came out this week. We discussed it on the podcast, and you dropped his name a couple of times. But uh, Aaron from uh, Fast and Loud has a new show coming out this fall.
1: Oh, so, really? I yeah. haven't heard that.
0: He didn't want to get back into TV right away, but uh, I can't remember the name of the show, but he has a new show coming out. He has Richard Rawlings full support. I don't think Richard will be on the show.
1: Well, that <laughs> that kind of sucks because let me tell you, I know I touched on it during that episode, but man, Aaron is a smart, smart, smart dude. Man, I was really hoping if he came out with another show, it would be more race car oriented touching on his travels to I know he does uh the race there in Colorado up the mountain uh Uh, Pikes Peak yeah you know he does Pikes Peak every year and uh he's really in tune to to his his Falcon race car and I was kind of hoping it would be more geared toward that but I, I guess that don't really appeal to the masses
2: Either that, or like you say, Aaron's a very smart guy. He knows his stuff. Maybe he knew that if he was to do a show like that, he wouldn't be able to do it the way he wanted to do it because the that's true. You know, the Hollywood world would get in the way. You never know. That's, it would be interesting to true. hear his take on it.
1: it. It would be it would be pretty probably scripted. You know, like most of the shows are.
0: Well, here I've i found the the press release, and I'll say this is off the Gas Monkey Garage website. But it's Aaron Kaufman reveals new discovery show announces name and the bearded wonder Aaron Kaufman leaves us wondering no more about the future what the future hold. It was known that he'd be pursuing his love of F series trucks by way of arc like fabrication, making parts, selling merchandise, and holding events dedicated to. The 57 to 79 model years, which, of course, we just discussed. Will has one in his garage or shop working on it. Yeah. Uh, however, the wait is over as to whether or not he'd be returning to TV. And the news is what everyone had hoped. Aaron will be back with shifting gears. Expertly named, the show will follow Aaron as he shifts gears from his life at Gas Monkey Garage and Fast and Loud. The show will be shot out of his newly established Arc Light Fabrication Shop not far down the road from his former gmg shop no release date has been set for the premiere but it's looking like first quarter 2018 would be a good bet bet
1: i wonder if um if richard rollins is part of the production crew of that show
0: i would have my guess
1: it'd be something to look into
0: well the fact it's on gas monkey garage's website and richard has been very vocal that he supports Aaron. I wouldn't imagine that that's a yes that.
1: Yeah. Cause I, th- I'm not a hundred percent, but I think he's part of production of that, uh, misfit garage as well. Cause he is on that show a lot.
0: Is misfit. The garage garage, the new show where they go around and they kind of, uh, bar rescue garages.
1: No, 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 that's garage rehab or something like that. That's, that's Richard's show. Misfit Garage is those lunatics that are in the old Gas Monkey Garage building. You know How ironic is that? And uh, they basically do the same thing that Gas Monkey Garage does. Yeah, weren't does. they the ones that got just... like
2: an air quote here, fired from Gas Monkey Garage?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much all of them got fired from Gas Monkey yeah, Garage. Yeah, but then all of a sudden they all started and,
2: their uh, own shop in the old Gas Monkey Garage building. <laughs>
1: Yeah. 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 And you sue the same, you know, lady that does interior for Richard and, you know, so that's uh, to me, that's pretty comical.
0: Well, then we jumped to road rules episode 15, where we, we tried some new technology where I put together and was able to interview both Derek and Will from the road. And I thought it was a masterful piece of editing because there's actually five separate recording sessions in that one episode. And I thought it sounded pretty good where we'd talked to w- our Will at uh, LS Fest up in uh, Bowling Green. And Derek heard that Will was in Bowling Green and took off to Detroit and uh, Dearborn to go to Old Car Festival. Soon we'll have uh, videos from Derek to post to the to the Facebook page and stuff having some technical problems getting all of that done and cleaned up and edited. There's a reason we don't do a video show. I don't like video editing. So so we've got that coming up. We we hit on that. That was a I thought a good piece. What did you guys now that it's been a couple of weeks, did you guys enjoy the trip? Everything's back to normal now, I assume.
2: Oh yeah, but I I, oh, yeah. I think it's cool that we learned that we could do that. So now when Will's out, when I'm out, when John's out, we know we can record. We can capture our thoughts and and moments or we can capture our thoughts excitement of where we are in the moment rather than waiting till we get back from the trip and trying to capture it on a podcast when we normally record so i think it's i think it was a fantastic trip and it was a learning experience for our podcast
1: yeah i agree that was uh that was really neat and being able to sit in the lobby of the hotel and and talk about how the weekend went, and while it's still fresh on your mind, so that was that was cool.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoyed doing it. Derek said it was a great advancement for our podcast. Moves us one step closer to an ultimate goal we have for 2018, and that's getting out to shows. And well, you might only have two of us at a show or something, to be able to get out with our listeners and interview them at events. And do some live broadcasting. And I ordered a new piece of gear that should be here tomorrow, maybe Friday, that will really lend to doing that. But get it now and start. I can start using it. And we should be able to hit next show season running. And the big thing is to be able to do some live broadcasts and get out of the standard Monday release mode. And, again, be live. There's nothing better and more enjoyable than a live show. You, you can never recap that or recapture the moods in that. And then we went into episode 16, Good Guys 1987. Everybody was back, and we recapped everything again. Kind of funny to talk because we recorded on different days, and nobody kind of remembered what we had talked about, so there were some repeats. You know, I had a good episode in that I had met a couple of people that I would known for a while, but actually got to meet them in person. And have really de- developed a little bit of a relationship with one of the, like I said, the guys from Chassis Media and hopefully that'll parlay into a little bit more of the podcast because as I've said a few times on the podcast, and I believe both Derek and Will will agree with me, c- collector car hobby is fun and it's about the people and it's about the networking. That's what we're doing. We're going out, we're networking, we're trying to meet people both to f- further our careers further our knowledge and to further the podcast.
2: Yeah, totally agree. And I think we're talking about recapping the the last 19 shows. This is our 20th show. And we talk about everything we've talked about in each individual episode from electric vehicles to trucks to all the things we've covered. But in every one of those episodes and the overarching theme of this podcast is exactly that. It's about the car hobby, the people you meet, and the networking that you can do in it just the pure fun that all of this is, the relationships you can build and the friendships you can build in being involved in this. And that's, even though we talk about different things every week, that becomes that overarching story. And and really the reason the three of us are together doing this podcast, this is what brought the three of us together as, air quotes again, friends. That was yeah. a joke, guys. You can laugh. Friends. Yeah.
1: I'm so well, wh- proud you called me your friend.
0: In air quotes. Air
2: quotes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> air quotes.
0: <laughs> Will mentioned it when we were kind of recapping the shows episode and going to shows that that's what you know networking and that's why he goes to shows. He's looking for new new clients and new customers and uh, just to get the, his shop name out, whether it be a, a customer to buy one of his cool ass T-shirts or do a full. Full build that costs, you know, like I said, ten twelve dollars.
1: That's right. We can build you a full, complete, running, driving car for twelve dollars.
0: Now I don't believe Will actually meant that statement. He'll talk to you for twelve dollars.
2: Well, you see, he starts. An hour. With, <laughs> he starts with a nineteen seventy
0: seven Chevette.
1: That's right.
0: There was a listing on, uh, not bring a trail, a uh, barn finds today, of a shop that has a whole bunch of collector cars, twelve hundred dollars a piece, or less. I didn't click it to really know what he had, but I mean it's pretty hard to find a car for twelve bucks anymore. Well, then we drift into finding places, episode seventeen, and we kind of talked about storage issues and where we stick all these cars that we have and where you might want to consider. And we didn't get quite as deep at kind of just talking about how we store cars ourselves and have dealt with it. And I still have a car in my yard. Hopefully it'll be in the garage by Sunday. But the shed edition I talked about building is done. And I start moving stuff in there tomorrow. And I saw... Will's construction, the donation, the GoFundMe has not been well-fed, so he's just got the ground cleared right now.
1: Unfortunately, they're coming Friday to pour concrete. Oh, and they're dropping the building off in the morning. So somebody's got to come up with some money real quick.
0: Is that that why you're skipping town this weekend?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm (laughs) just going to leave while they're pouring concrete. I'll have to go over that with them tomorrow, by the way,
0: for some reason you guys didn't listen, but styling and profile in eighteen is an episode where we really got into automotive styling and where the coach builders and the you know kind of the desire to have coach builders back and the current design trends and a lot of the things that went into say some of will's builds we we kind of went a little bit more. I really want to have a kind of an episode on the, the Dodge Dart Will's shop successfully built and, you know, fought with Chip Foose for the uh, Riddler award that year. I believe we touched on a lot of, you know, a lot of these cool touches that people have people do to cars and then the loss of the coach builders.
2: Yeah. I mean, I thought that was a, a cool episode because you know even though we talked about the loss of really full on coach building of automobiles you know we were able to really talk about where it has evolved to which is shops like will shop like big oak garage where you're taking a car a body of a car that already exists but really modifying it using coach building techniques and really thinking the way coach builders did about how those lines are used and really making something flow and and in in Will's case and and a lot of builders you know hot rod builders Making something flow better than it did from the factory, making a line cleaner, making the roof line smoother, uh, doing all those things that the coach builders were doing right from scratch. You know, realizing that's that's really what that's evolved into now is is the coach building, you know, modification of coach work essentially body work that's out there.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would love to get it to where. We were building bodies from scratch. I think it would be killer. Just the uh, I don't know, it's it's hard to uh justify it. I know it's kinda of weird to say, but when you when you take a a, a sixty five Dodge Dart and change every freaking panel on it, you could have probably built the built the body the way you wanted it from from scratch. But I would I would love to be able to build one off bodies and You know, have a market for that. That'd be cool.
0: Well, I saw the, I believe it was a sixty or sixty one bubble top in your shop, and it looks like you've (laughs) about done the same thing.
2: (laughs) Well, I think didn't we? Yeah, believe it or not, didn't we come up with a really great business plan on that episode too?
1: (laughs) We did. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's not uh, there's not much of the original sheet metal left on this Impala.
0: Yeah, that's a build I think I'm going to have to follow and <laughs> see what you really do, because there's pictures of it on our Facebook page. And if you want to see how far Will takes a car apart, about the only thing you see is the roof and one-inch ho- rectangular hollow section steel to kind of hold wire frame and shape. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wouldn't, hey, John, wouldn't yeah, it be fantastic there's... if there was some way, like, on the internet where you could follow a build like that, the big Oak garage did, you know, something like maybe social media or something like that.
1: (laughs) Well, well, I, I, you know, I kind of like posting what we've already built. I know that's kind of funny to say, but I kind of like keeping a lot of the stuff that we do kind of secretive. You know, I know there were some pictures that, that popped up on social media of, of the builds going on in the shop right now, uh, you know that Impala is not really going to be done until you know it's probably a three-year build. To me, I like throwing out build photos, you know, maybe six months before the car is done, and and then that way it keeps it fresh on everybody's mind, and you can throw something out there every week. You know, if if you do a, a social media following on a build like this car. You're almost kind of burnt out on it by the time it's finished, and they're they're questioning why did it take so long to build that car, and you know stuff like that. So always kind of kind of wait till the end to start really throwing those pictures out there.
0: I totally agree with you. I, I'll be honest: when I was walking around and taking some of those pictures, I, I wonder if this is a secret. If we're building a, you know, if you're building another Riddler car, you don't necessarily want that stuff out there. I thought twice and I went ahead and shot him and I figured you'd say something if you didn't want it out there and we could take it down. But you're right. I I actually think it's more fun that when the car is done, you you know, it's all of a sudden, boom, it's out there. So nobody gets your secrets and what you're doing and then kind of reverse build it as here's the car. And then here, here's how it started. And yeah, it would be cool to put a, you know, 360 camera in Will's shop and, broadcast that and you could watch him build cars all day long but when it takes three days to fit something to you know fit a panel you start going boy are they goofing off do they know what they're doing
1: <laughs> exactly and, and you know one of the reasons the last open house we had i did have signs up that said no photography please one reason being that the dart wasn't finished and well I, I that was actually two. um two open houses ago. And at that point in time, you know, the the Riddler was still real strict on on that where technically the the car that won the Riddler this year was shown in bare metal at a show uh, on the West Coast somewhere. So I was like, "You know what? If they went and shown that car in bare metal and they still won the Riddler, Uh, okay, take pictures, put them out there. I don't, you know, it's not really that important anymore. I mean, it didn't, uh, it didn't really bother me to be honest with you.
0: And then we went from styling and profiling to, I'll be honest, I had a, it's the busiest week of my year last week. So Will and I didn't, or excuse me, Will, Derek, and I didn't record highlighted that we're going to start doing interviews. Well, I pre-recorded an interview with Jordan Towns, and I will apologize to her. When I originally wrote the description for that episode, I said, soon-to-be doctor, and I wasn't thinking. It's already Dr. Jordan Towns. She autocrosses. She's a gun instructor, a pistol a female pistol instructor. She's an artist. She, I don't know, It does about 16 other things. We touched on them in the episode, and she, one of the other things she's doing is getting her second doctorate. So this is a girl that I said in the episode, I'm 45 and I haven't accomplished as much in 45 years as she's accomplished in the few years she's been on the planet. And we didn't ever discuss her actual age, but she's much younger than me. Kind of talked about her success and her rise, rapid rise through autocross and pro solo and winning some significant awards this year. And uh, then talked about women in racing and some of the lady driver programs. It was kind of a good episode to work in a couple of things. So I'll be honest, this episode's only been out two days, and Will and Derek have been busy, but have you had opportunity to listen yet? or?
1: Unfortunately, I haven't. I, I was planning on listening to it Friday on my on my little road trip.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping to listen this weekend. I've got some traveling to do, so probably get it playing this weekend. I'd, I'm looking forward to hearing it because, John, you've only had good things to say about her. From what I've read about her, she's an amazing, amazing woman and, and very talented. So, What's her doctrines in?
0: Uh, She's a doctor of veterinary medicine, and she's doing some advanced doctorate of that now. She dec- explains it on the show where she's going to get into lab pathology. So instead of actually being the vet you see, she's the vet that does the severe diagnosis and st- uh, recommends treatment from a much higher level. So,
1: oh, wow. That's cool.
0: It's amazing she can do and manage her time. Uh, I, I don't have the time management skills she does. Yeah, or or the enthusiasm or the willpower or the and it's kind of we did this 20th episode recap it's a little odd to do a recap like this but we've gotten a lot of new listeners over the last few weeks our uh, subscriber base is up I encourage you to go to iTunes if you can still do reviews the new iTunes app and OS 11 I'm one of those people still on the fence whether or not I like it but you know you can go check us out on iTunes, you can go, you know, any of your podcast catchers out there, uh, we should be available on. If we're not, email me and I'll make sure we get there. But we thought we'd do this nice little recap. It kind of tells you where we've been. It's three three car guys that have never done a podcast before, never done anything like this. And we've learned editing. We've learned, you know, road interviews. We've done interviews. We're practicing, you know. The first twenty episodes are a, were a learning experience. You'll see some changes as we go along. And, you know, episode twenty one, twenty two. We really hope to. One of my I, my goals is to be able to release an interview episode once or twice a month as bonus episodes, and still have the core three, Will, Derek, and I, to talk to you every Monday. But we thank you for. Being there for us and the growth, we thank the people on Patreon that are supporting us. They get an early release of the episode. There's some little bonuses there, stickers and t-shirts that are available, depending on your level of support. But check us out on social media. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We're going to be here, hopefully, for many, many more episodes. We won't do a recap for quite a while. This is just to let you know what those first 20 episodes were about. Go back, listen to the ones that you want. We apologize for the TNA episode and the sound quality on it. Uh, we'll look at re-editing that and making it better. Did you guys have anything special going on this week? Anything?
2: Uh, well, I won't be at SEMA, I can tell you that. But I guess this episode, by the time folks are listening to this episode, I will have been to a local uh, antique tractor engine and car show uh, here in the Bowling Green, Kentucky area. So right now while we're recording, I'm looking forward to that, seeing you're listening to it after I've already been there. I had a blast.
1: Yeah, other than uh, SEMA coming up the week of Halloween, I will be going to Bowling Green again, uh, just on Friday uh, for the Good Guys event. Uh, got a few people there I need to see. Pick up a couple of parts I've had made, <laughs> and um, just hang out with people and be seen for for
2: the day. Not making any and time to visit off. me though. I see how it is.
1: <laughs> hey, when you when you when you're on the road ten hours to get somewhere, you ain't gonna stay there too long. <laughs> and um, drop off some you know parts to be chrome plated at uh, Advanced Plating that does all of our chrome plating there in Nashville, and shoot back home and.
0: We'll go ahead and let you guys go, and we'll be back with a regular episode in a week. We hope you check out some of the stuff from the past. Like I said, check us out on iTunes, stop by our Patreon account, hit our social media, and we'll be seeing you.